You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. We are back. We are back. I can't bring the vibes like Nat does. She she's she's one of a kind. But um, but um, we're trying our best over here. You know what I mean? We're gonna shift our focus a little bit towards trade deadline season. And I believe we have uh, about two days. If you're we're in your East Coast, we're in Tuesday now. So we got about two three days left. Um, Jerry Vanderbilt's name has been thrown out there a lot, especially in the Warriors timeline. Um, there's Kelly Olenek been thrown out. There's a bunch of guys that are just kind of in the air. So we'll just go through a few guys that we've been hearing about and I guess potentially, you know, how they'll be able to help the Warriors or how confident we are in the Warriors being able to make a move or willing to make a move. Um, so let's kind of let's kind of go into it now. Um, I, I guess I'll start us off with uh, Vanderbilt. I think you know, I said in the last part, I, I would be happy. I'll be more than happy to get a guy like that. I think he can help shore up the defense. Um, even though Jamichael's been playing a lot better recently, I think, you know, Vanderbilt is obviously just a better player. And I think he can scale up and down a little bit better defensively, um, provide some rebounding. Also, just he'll help on offense, passing and all that type of stuff. Um, whether or not I think the Warriors are going to be, you know, bold enough or whatever, willing to make a move. I'm just not very confident on that, but I guess we'll see within the next few days. Um, what do you, what are you guys thinking? What are you thinking, Charlie? Yeah. With Vanderbilt, I think we all saw the report today where it said that like some Western conference team offered a couple seconds. Um, that's always a report when you read it, I'm like, all right, well, the team who offered that definitely just leaked that information. Uh, they're definitely trying to, maybe drive the price mm-hmm. down a little bit, make him seem a little more attainable than he is. Um, considering the control, I think he's got a pretty reasonable contract for next year as well. Um, he's a quality player. So the price is definitely going to be a little higher than that. And, you know, I have my reservations because I worry, I worry if this team is truly able to stomach like a, a non-offensive player, really. Um, you know, I've had some questions at times about, his screening ability, you know, like he's got a pretty high tendency to slip the screen. Um, even when he sets the screen, he's, you know, he's middling at it. Um, he should be a little better at it for his size. Granted, the guy is really young, but, you know, you have to take that into account. This is a team that I think, to, even if he is a quality player, they don't need to get younger. They need to bring in veterans. Um, I love the glass crashing is the thing that really stands out. He'd be a major benefit to them, especially on the offensive glass. Uh, I think the concern, though, is that if you're going to kind of roll with this smaller front court and if you're not going to bring another body in there, 
I have my questions about, you know, Jamichael Green's kind of long-term prospects as a spacer. And if you're putting Kaminga in with him as well, then, you know, you don't want to roll with that whole bench unit, but then three to five coming off the bench, you have like three negative spacing options. And that's a little worrisome to me. You know, Vanderbilt's defense, I think, quite hasn't been as amazing out on the perimeter as I expected. He's a pretty good he's a pretty good rotator. You know, he can help you on the defensive glass, but I don't think he quite makes the impact that it's made out to be. So I'm a, I'm a little hesitant on sort of how the fit works there because he's a really good player, but you need a lot of very specific things around him. And I don't think the Warriors quite have the personnel uh, to accommodate that right now. What do you think, Joe? Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Um, For me, the way I approach trades is um, if they're ready-made, if they're ready to be in the system and they don't have to be – their hands won't have to be held. They won't have to learn the system that much. Uh, and I like I, I like Vanderbilt, you know, defensive guy. He he provides a lot of help side, rim protection, uh, lengthy, he's always, and, you know, energy guy. Uh, perhaps in the, in the vein of a GP2 maybe. But, yeah, I mean, it's the offensive, offensive fit that gives me pause where – Someone of his size is going to be expected to perhaps be a passing hub out of the elbows. You know, Steve's going to Steve's going to put him in those positions where he has to make those reads. He has to make those decisions. And I don't think he's in that. He's in he's not in that space at this point of his career where he can make those Mm -hmm. advanced level reads like a Looney can, like a Draymond Green can. And. Yeah, like going back to what I said, I think when they, if they're going to get someone, it has to be someone who already knows the system. And that's going to be hard because you have to look for someone who plays a similar style, if not an identical style to the Warriors, where there's a lot of motion, there's a lot of uh, passing from the elbows and up top. And, you know, if you're looking for just defense, wing defense, I think you already have that in Kuminga and in Wiggs. I don't think that's something that they need right now. So they probably probably need a big who can, you know, they never really had a big who can space out and also at the same time can can be that passing hub and also to eat up minutes. You know, Looney and Draymond are getting overworked. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, the, they're the center depth right now. I mean, J- Jamichael, yeah. I, but you never really know how sustainable his play will be like you know he's been playing good but is he a playoff is he a playoff level guy you know right right at least in the first round right and you just need someone to be at least take those minutes off of looney because poor guy he's hustling his ass off but you know you never know what can happen right so i think they need that more that that archetype more than uh like a wing defender vanderbilt right for sure i mean i I said, I said last part, like JMG has been playing well, but it's like, I want to see you do it against good teams, like consistently before I'm ready to put you into a playoff rotation. Um, but it sounds like you're describing Olenek um, in this, you know, this, the archetype of a player that can stretch the floor as a big uh, pass veteran guy who doesn't have to have his hand held and, um, Potentially, it could be like kind of like what Belly was last season, but 
I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's probably a little bit higher ceiling with Olenek than, than Belly last year. Um, so, like, what do you guys think of a guy like that? Like, he's – I think he makes $12 million this year, so assuming it would have to be a Wiseman swap, um, Wiseman plus players or um, type of swap, whereas Vanderbilt, I think, makes four and a half, five. So it could potentially just be, you know, some some draft capital plus – Moses or something like that. Um, if it costs more, which it does, it costs more to get Olenek. So would you guys be more, you know, on board with that rather than getting a guy like Vanderbilt who might be a little bit redundant, but cost less? Yeah, I think, you know, having a guy with a little more of an advanced of a court feel like Olenek, and he's not going to light things up in terms of his passing, but he's definitely going to really bring something to the table there. Um, I think he's got, he's got, you know, the size, he's got pretty good hands. Um, he's not gonna, he's not gonna really bring too much defensively. I think he maybe is a little more scheme limited than, you know, they would prefer because they're so comfortable just being like, Hey, if you manage to pull Looney out on the switch, good luck beating him. Uh, but you pull Mm -hmm. Kelly out on the switch, it's probably going to go a little bit better for you. Um, but I think what you look for in these Warriors bigs is like the guys who keep the ball moving um, 87th percentile assist rate among bigs for Kelly 84th and assist per usage, um, which I always really love to see. It's like, Hey, you may not have your ball in the hands all the time, but are you making the right decisions? Are you keeping things moving? Um, and sort of, you know, adding, adding a little more to the team. And because this team is so motion based, there's cutters flying everywhere. There's shooters, peeling off screens at all angles. Um, they're looking to make the extra skip passes if they can and use a little use a little more of that post-hub stuff. That's where I think Olenek would start to fit in a little better. And because you're just asking him to be the bench guy, I think it's a lot more reasonable. You know, he's not going to usurp the job from Kavon Looney. Uh, I think mm-hmm. having, having a bit of a better spacing option from the front court would be really big because we've seen that Poole and Kaminga, when they're focused and they're going, they can be really good drivers but they're definitely susceptible to uh, being like taken out by help coming out of the corners. Um, so if you have a guy who can slide above the break and space the floor there, then that really helps. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, uh, you know Olenek. You know, there's this one. There's one set where you know the Warriors already pop out their big and run stuff out of uh, out of like delay. Like they have their big up top and then moving moving pieces on both sides. And I think Olenek will be perfect for those kinds of situations because, you know, teams when it's Looney or Draymond, it's um, smarter defensive teams will play up higher against them because they want to play the pass. They want to. They don't want to give Looney and Draymond the space to uh, make those decisions. But otherwise, most teams just sag off of them. And to me, Olenek adds at a dimension of shooting where if teams sag off against him, then he can just pull up for that. I mean, there, we've seen plenty of times this season where 
uh, you know, especially smarter defensive teams where they fight over those screens and then they switch everything off the ball. And Looney and Draymond are just stuck up there uh, with nothing to do because they've already, mm-hmm. they've either they've already used up their dribble or they can't find anyone. And if Olenek is the one there and that, and then like, you know, theoretically, if he's there, he can just pull up and if he's given space and that will give defenses uh, more to think about. So he's definitely add, he definitely adds that different dimension that the Warriors haven't had before. Uh, you know, even if you have like a, you know, let's say like a Jakob Pertl, Pertl's not really a shooting, uh, a shooter, a spacer. So to me, Olenek, you know, I think you can swallow, you can swallow the fact that he's not as defensively versatile and as effective as, let's say, maybe a, a Jakob Pertl. Uh, if you slot him in next to Draymond, I don't think that would be a problem. If you surround him with wings, mm-hmm. uh, if you put good point of attack guys, it's not going to be a problem. Uh, not the three guard lineup though. I mean, anything but that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't think the defense would be a problem if you surround him with the right guys. And you know, if the Warriors can make it happen, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they have the the willingness to do it. But if they can, then I think they should. For sure. For sure. Um, what about, you know, there's some there's some people that think, you know, the team needs more point of attack guys like Alice Caruso. That name has been brought up a few times. I'm in the camp that they don't necessarily need any any more guys like Alice Caruso. It's kind of like you already have, um, you know, Wiggins and Kaminga are your two big wing point of attack guys. But you also have Dante who can kind of stick with like smaller guards a little bit. And he's pesky and stuff like that. So I think in the long term, and then even Clay matches up with some bigger wings as well. We saw he did a good job on Tatum earlier this season. And I do think in the playoff series, you know, given a, a game plan, he'll be able to uh, play pretty good defense on another big wing. Um, so given that, I don't think we need to add a guy like Caruso, but like, what are your guys thoughts on if he can come in and potentially fill, you know, just some, some bench minutes and, you know, play that way. Yeah, I, I feel largely the same as I did about Vanderbilt, where the player in a vacuum is great. I know Caruso's had some offensive struggles this year. Um, granted, the Bulls, period, have just had struggles this year, so it's hard to pin so much of that on him. Um, but he does feel a little redundant in that sense, where, you know, like you said, there is a lot of good point of attack. Um, I don't I don't think they're really lacking for like those second, third creators, uh, which Caruso can be, you know, like a positive ball mover. He's a decent cutter. um, But, you know, you have to look at it from the frame of, yes, we know that they're going to be really hesitant with their assets. Um, They're not going to be eager to just jump into things just because, Oh, we need, we think we need to make a trade. So let's go make a trade. Like that's not how they operate. So I think it'd be, a little, you know, a little, a little bit of an ill fit there uh, in the same way that Vanderbilt would be because they have the point of attack. Um, they have guys who I think are bringing a little more defense than offense at times and adding another one of those guys into the mix isn't, you know, it'll, it'll solve some of their problems, but it'll also hurt them in other ways. Um, so, you know, Caruso's great. And I think we know that Steve Kerr loves the guy. Uh, he feels like such a right. Steve Kerr player, but, uh, you know, I find myself a little hesitant on that front as well. How about you, Joe? Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think they need a Caruso. I think Dante is good enough. I mean, I mean, if you compare the two, I think 
Caruso's defensively more versatile. I think he can switch up. Uh, he can switch up to front court players easily, uh, sort of like a GP two. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't think they need another. I, I don't want like small guard, uh, a guard esque type of player. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Basically, Charlie just said everything I was going to say about Crusoe. I don't think he moves the needle enough for me to say, oh, you know, this is going to be a, a game changer. There's a lot of, like, yeah, there's a lot of redundancy in that aspect, much like Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I, I, Crusoe doesn't do it for me. So I got one. Got you. I got one, too, I want to throw at you guys because I've been considering it ever since the news came out that uh, Kevin Love is on the outs of the Cavs rotation. And, you know, who knows? Like, we've, we've, we've heard the buyout dance with him before, and he stuck around. And it may be a little bit of a pipe dream, but he sort of seems like the perfect mesh of the Warriors. I think we all get the sense they don't want to take the big swing right now. That's more the offseason play. And if he gets bought out, I think they really need to explore that option because, um, you know, combo pitch slash plug. I got my article coming out on him tomorrow, but uh, (laughs) he's 99th percentile defensive rebounding rate right now. He's still killing it on the glass. Not, you know, the double double machine we saw back in Minnesota, but he's still really effective on there. He takes a ton of above the break threes and still makes them going back to that point on, you know, having that spacing option, like a Linux, who's not just kind of stationed in the corner, you know, he's taking like the tags and digs out of the play for their drivers. Um, he's still an excellent like post hub. He can pass out of the post. He can run their, their DHO, their delay actions. And man, the outlet passing is still there too. I think, you know, the warriors are, kind of middle in the pack Um, coming into tonight, they were 13th in transition offense. And I think given the personnel, you know, the athletes they have, they could be better at that. And having a guy who can rip the board down and start the break with guys like Kuminga, Draymond, Clay, who have been really good at leaking out. uh, I think there could be some really good synergy there. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like we've been kind of like waiting for Kevin Love to, to be available for like a few years now, <laughs> you know, what I mean, um, for all the reasons you said, like can stretch the floor can pass rebound. He fits in, he's a vet. So like, he's like Joe said earlier, he won't have to hold his hand. He's very familiar with the warriors, obviously. Um, so I, I would be all on board for it. And they, I mean, they got to find the use in my opinion for that empty roster spot somehow. Um, just give, just give their guys like the best shot possible. Just, you know, get in as many troops as they can and kind of go forward from there so what do you what do you think joe yeah uh i see it the same way as the uh, the kelly olenic option except if it's a buyout obviously it'll be much cheaper so yeah i mean you know come a long way from the clay for kevin love rumors and you know make it like make it happen if, if that's possible for me uh, defensively, of course, that's the that's the concern. But much much in the same manner as with Olenek, I think if you pair him up with Draymond with a couple of wings, good POA guys, I don't think it'll be a problem. I mean, the spacing, the passing hub, the rebounding. I mean, that's important. I mean, you know how you know how the Warriors have had problems with rebounding all season long. I think that I think that would be huge for them. They could use that, 
And in the end, you know, why not? It's a, it's, a, it's low risk, high reward potentially. And I think they should do it if that's on the table. There you go. Um, we'll be right back after this break. Uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. 